How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to the Pursuit of Property podcast. Today, Scott and I are going to be talking about CRMs. And for those of you who haven't heard what a CRM is, it's a client relationship manager. And Scott, I know, let's just take a deep dive into it. What in its very baseline level, what does a CRM do for us on a daily basis? Yeah. So before you jump into that, it's really, it's like the backbone of a business, especially for our sales business. Like the whole point of the CRM is it's like, uh, a Rolodex of contacts that also works as a calendar planner to a degree. Uh, it's your assistant who reminds you about people. It's a notepad to take notes on. Uh, the CRM, like honestly for us, is used as the top of the funnel uh, guide. And it helps bring people from like a complete stranger through all the different touches for our follow-up. And so, you know, typically it's anywhere between seven to 10 touches but you go from a complete stranger to a closed deal. And so when we talk about putting, like throwing contacts in here, because I know a lot of people, whether you're an investor or an agent, you say, well, oh, you know, I've got all all these contacts in my phone. You know, I've got, you know, I can tell Siri to remind me to call this client or X, Y, and Z. Like a CRM kind of takes that 10 times (laughs) higher than that. So not only can you keep all of your contacts organized, I think one of the biggest parts that we've utilized that all, if not the majority of CRMs have is labeling. So we can put if this client is a buyer or if this client came from a FISBO, a first sale by owner, or if it came from this direct marketing piece of mail. I think it's so much easier to stay organized and know who each person is and see it all in one all, all in one place as opposed to scrambling and you know you have this client and their info written on a piece of paper here or this client in your phone here yeah. or a spreadsheet up in the oh, cloud the, Googles, the, <laughs> the Google, Google sheet. sheets filled with all your stuff up in the cloud it's like it, it gets overwhelming if we're trying to do stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you could run a small business through Google Sheets or a lot of things. And in fact, we know people like Dean who have run big businesses, huge businesses off Google Sheets. And that's not to say that it's like, it's not a viable method, but it's not the best method. And we're here to try to figure out what the best method is. So, Absolutely. You know, honestly, the point of a CRM would be for scaling. Um, it's growing. It's understanding that there's going to be a point in time where you have maybe other team members or there's just too many contacts that you can't keep track. Cause you know, I think they say like the human brain can only keep track of like seven things at once. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're at seven deals and then you have 250 people that you're working, like you need to have a system in place. And for us, we have found that the CRM is the best way for doing that. Now we have project management software to manage our actual escrows and things in yeah, you know, in contract, but when it comes to getting them to contract, that is its own beast. And so we've used a couple different programs. We mm-hmm. started with Sync over at Iron Key and Sync is Commission Zinc. It was a super powerful tool. Uh, it provided everything that we had needed and it was very, very good at just being a CRM. Um, some automation, some integration, things of that sort. Then we kind of went over to Command uh, that's the Keller Williams uh, CRM. Command was trying to be a lot of things at once and sometimes got lost in its identity, I think. And so it became this tool that 
kind of was the jack of all trades but the master of none was my opinion on it yeah and now we're over at pipe drive and we haven't really been here long enough to have really a great opinion on it but i think from the start you and i have both had a you know good experience with it yeah a hundred percent and for those of you who do already know what a crm is or maybe using a crm already um i think we're we, we were talking about this obviously when we were talking about moving to a new crm which was our position is a little bit different right we we're almost like uh, the clients that nobody wants because we've we've got an agent business, we've got an investor business, and yeah. CRMs really aren't built for people having kind of their toes different styles. Yeah. yeah. So I know names of CRMs that have been thrown out, and we did a lot of research on, you know, Podio being the biggest one. We know a lot of investors using we've Podio. We've even tried it. We've, we did try it for that short period of time. And I mean, tough. speaking for myself, yeah, I did not like it one bit. Um, we talked about Sync and Command, another big real estate investor one that we know um, big investors have moved to is Ari Simply. And obviously one being bigger and in the business world being Salesforce as another example, yeah. right? But touching upon, you, you mentioned automation and integration, and I think for us, that's been huge in a CRM and being able to utilize those tools to not only better stay in touch with our clients, but also expand and boom our business. And customization. We were really, I, I feel like one of the things I really, really liked about Sync was customization. We were able to build out a whole bunch of extra stuff. Command was a little bit more real estate sales specific and you mm-hmm. couldn't do certain stuff. Now that we're, we're with pipe drive, one of the things has been we have different, you know, different, um, I guess, pipelines would be the right yeah. way of saying it. Yeah. Um, and each one has different sales stages and different labels and all that. And so it's been able to be customized and integrated in different ways, which has been really nice. Yeah. And let's if we're okay with making this a little bit of a transition, I want to talk and share a little bit about our experience when we were moving CRMs. So obviously we had to move Ugh. once from sync to command mm-hmm. and then just most recently from command to pipe drive. And the first step, I mean, obviously somebody sitting there and saying, okay, I have, you know, hundreds to maybe even thousands of people in my database. Uh, how am I going to move all these people from one system yeah into this new system and have everything stay the same. You won't. (laughs) Exactly. I was going to say we face so many growing pains and just transition pains with doing that. Nothing ever transfers over a hundred percent the same. Right. (laughs) And we, so when we came from sync to command, yeah, really cool thing was that KW helped provide VAs Mm -hmm. who input everything for us to the best of their ability. Yes. We were missing stuff like, uh, you'll never have your notes back the right way. And if you're taking notes on Excel, you know, that might be a little different because you're not getting timestamps and you're not getting, yeah. uh, you know, form of contact and all that. So that might be helpful. But if you're coming from another CRM, you know, having a VA go through and do that might be the a more expensive route, but it might get more information relayed. Yeah. The more recent time we went through an automated route where it was built into our CRM, to pull in from an uh, 
CSV file. Yeah. That definitely went a little bit worse. And we're going to be spending the next few months continuing to update contacts as they pop up in our old CRM. Yeah. But, you know, either way, it's important to know that, like, it's not going to come back perfect. You still need to refer back to your old CRM. Yeah. And I think it's going to, like you said, I mean, it's going to, it's a process, right? Yeah. We, I mean, the most specific example that we were just talking about is the biggest thing not transferring over to Pipedrive was our like follow-up tasks or our follow-up reminders that were set for specific dates and times that we put specifically. So us having to both log in to command and log into Pipedrive every single morning at the same time and see, okay, I've got follow-up for these people. I'm not going to do a new follow-up in command. I'm now going to do a new follow-up in Pipedrive. And I'm going to update anything that's missing in pipe drive that we see in command and it's tough because we've got you know hundreds of follow-ups scheduled in command that weren't able to be transferred over yeah but i think it it, setting that expectation that not everything's going to transfer over you're going to have you know a little bit of a timeline and a time frame to get everything over until we're officially all in that one system yeah well okay so we've talked a lot about like getting started in it let's talk about how we've actually used CRMs. Yeah. When I first got in the business, I didn't understand the value of follow-up. I really understood the value of lead generation and I got pretty good at it. So my whole day was always dedicated to where are the new leads going to be coming from. Mm -hmm. But then I found some initial success because when you're really lead oriented, some people are ready now, but the majority of people are down the line. And so what ended up happening was I didn't follow up with anybody. And six months down the line, I didn't have any deals coming in. And I ended up realizing, okay, fortune's in the follow-up. That's where the CRM is the best. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, at least to my knowledge, I don't know of a way for Google Sheets to remind you for a specific contact to call them on this day to ask them about X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, that that's the best way to put it. The money is in the follow-up. Everyone in this business, whether it be agent or investments, knows that to be true, tried and true again and again. And I think that's a huge, probably if not the best benefit of us using a CRM has just been for the follow-up. And so to break it down even further, the CRM being a Rolodex also has the ability to set and remind you regarding different tasks. So Mm -hmm. for us, whenever we add in a new client, our first thing we do is we write down our notes, we tag them with labels, which we'll get to, We put down as much contact information as possible, but the most important step is actually adding our next time to reach back out because otherwise, like you don't remember, you know, John Doe from Jane Smith in two weeks because we talked to a lot of people. So having that knowing, okay, this is who this person is. I need to call him today because they told me call him back in two weeks. And here's what I last talked to him about. And here was their goals. Yeah. So that's been my most important take back from, CRMs. Yeah. And like you mentioned earlier, it's hard. Uh, it's impossible for to, to do that without any systems in place. I mean, I it's impossible to call hundreds and thousands of clients and remember what day, time you talked to them, when you last talked to them, what you talked to them about. Mm-hmm. So like you were saying, being able to see the date and timestamp of whether it was a call or an email or a mm-hmm. text and to see that icon, what form of communication you were using and then your notes, what exactly you guys talked about. Yeah. Uh, I know at least 
and this is how we were taught too with leads and you know potential clients and stuff like that if you're on the phone with them and they're like oh yeah you know um today's not a good day it's my daughter's birthday so can you give me a call back literally we're typing in today is daughter's birthday like we're the ability to keep those notes and organize them in a way the crm does is amazing because now you not only build more rapport with the seller when you call them back the next week hey how was your daughter's birthday? You know, yeah. at X, Y, and Z. And if you weren't taking notes and didn't have anywhere to organize it, in what way would you have remembered that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's uh, when you get done with an appointment, you come back and you take notes into your mm-hmm. CRM and you say, okay, appointment went, you know, poorly because uh, family showed up and, um, you know, maybe was distracted by kids, blah, blah, blah. So the next time you know what to ask for before you go to that appointment, which is something we're going to talk about in a future episode. But, yeah. you know, the CRM is your biggest tool for setting that up. Yeah. Now, um, we've we've kind of skimmed past labels a couple of times, but this is probably one of the more important things as well. Outside of tasks and organizing your contacts, labels comes back to like data attribution. And labels could be anything from like SOI, sphere of influence, all the way through um, South Bend 46619 lead, uh, direct mail, calling, client referral, past client, buyer, listing. You have so many different labels. So, you know, when we're doing that, what you're doing is organizing. Where did this lead come from? Where is it going? How did I find it, etc. And with the click of a button being able to tell your CRM, I want to see everybody who's in my SOI. Mm-hmm. And then boom, you click a button, everyone who's attributed to your SOI pops up right then and there. You see how many contacts you've got, what their names are, all this. And then same thing. I want to see all of my investment leads that came from my zip code 93702 mail. Boom. Yeah. Right there. Which the value from that is insane to be able to do it at a click of a button and see all that organized in one place. Yeah. And the CRM also most of the time has a way of tracking whether or not they got monetized or not. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, down the road, you can actually look at KPIs for that. And we'll talk about what the KPIs look like on a CRM. Yeah. But, you know, with the label too, what I like about it is when you when you click that button, you can see all those people. And then a lot of these can create, you know, CSVs or Excel sheets. And those Excel sheets can get ran into a, a mailer, uh, mail merger. And now all of a sudden you don't have to keep track. Okay. I don't need to think about who my SOI is. You know, I can just click here, bang, and be done. Yeah. We've been using Avery. Avery has been really cool, but we have to go in and manually update that list. That's probably not something super sustainable if we're looking to mail huge lists, which is the point yeah. of the CRM. Yeah. And talking about labels, and um, I know we wanted to talk about deal creation in a CRM too. I want to talk to you guys real quick about kind of a real exactly what specifically Scott's going through and setting up part of his CRM, which is ties back into the automation and integration, right? So you've got a cold caller, cold callers Mm -hmm. that are starting. And if you have callers that are calling all these people, calling all these investment leads, they've got all their names, all their information, how let's kind of talk about how we're taking that and then all the way into our CRM for with with a reminder for you to follow up with that lead. It's it. So the reason why we have to do it this way is because uh, when you start scaling, if you want to do larger volumes of business, you need to have the fastest route to get to a closed deal. So what I have is two people calling who are going to be providing one to two motivated sellers a day, five days a week. 
Well, that turns into 10, that turns into 520 leads a year. You know, not exactly, but on the high end. I could not remember 40 people by myself. So what ends up happening is when they're calling, they're getting trained that they're going to be going through on a Google form that we built out. And on the Google form, it has attribution. Um, so which, which list are they calling? Because we are gonna have like maybe 15 different lists. So that day they'll know which list they're on. Um, it fills out lead name, lead contact info. Uh, it's gonna break down the five key pillars for a motivated seller, which would be price, condition, time frame, motivation. Um, there's one more, I can't think of it off the top of my head. It's gonna break down the five pillars. Then it's also going to have uh, a drop down that says um, best time to call back. Mm -hmm. And finally, it's gonna have uh, in a, or automate button. And when they click submit, it reads it into an Excel sheet or a Google form sheet, that Google form sheet or uh, Google sheets gets uh, zapiered into our uh, pipe drive. And once it's in pipe drive, we have a whole bunch of automations built within pipe drive to read the information and set a follow-up date. The follow-up then gets tagged to me. So that when I log in every morning, it's going to have a big old follow-up that says, do not check until reviewed. And when I go, I look at the contact, I read the the notes, I set either a follow-up myself or I call them right then and then I can check that off and now that person is labeled, uh, organized, and set for a follow-up in my CRM. So not only automatically is it going from a Google form to a sheet and then immediately into our CRM automatically with integrations, mm -hmm. but it's also automatically putting a label to whatever list those cold callers were calling, mm -hmm. for example, a driving for dollars list. Not only is it automatically labeling them, not only does it automatically pull in all of the leads information and notes that the cold callers took, but it pops up right when you log into your CRM every morning and says, shoot, this is a new lead. Right. I need to set a follow-up to call them. Mm -hmm. All while one, you were sleeping or two out and doing out with uh, dealing sales. with appointments and making more money all that is happening automatically as to where if you didn't have a CRM that was capable of integrations and automations and doing that, you'd be spending hours and hours on end doing that yourself. Yeah. I consider a CRM more like, like a bowl or a net. Like it catches all the stuff that falls through the cracks. Like we're really good as humans with like a couple different things and like we can get from point A to point B and we're like, okay, this person needs X, Y, or Z. And we can think really in detail with each situation. But when you start getting into you know, the figures that we're talking about, which we're talking about hundreds, if not thousands of people that you need to be on top of. You start losing track of who needs what. And the CRM is there as like, almost like a super, super performer executive assistant who reminds you this person needs your help. Uh, and then here were your notes from last time. And here's how you found this person. Here's where they're going. Yeah. And so then it's like, okay, now that person's in, I fix this. I don't have to keep track of everybody else because I'm gonna get reminded when the time's right for them. And it's a constant evolving circle. And that's the only way that you can build any form of consistent income in this business is yeah. just have enough people, you know? Yeah. And not only is it enough people, but I want to talk a little bit about KPIs and how, mm. how a CRM can utilize KPIs to help you grow your business and notice where your business might be bleeding out in X, Y, and Z. So KPIs, for those of you who don't know, stand for key performance indicators. And essentially what that means is 
as a business owner, right? Say I own a grocery store and I've got apples, oranges, and bananas, right? And I buy X amount of each one and I see that the apples are flying off the shelves, but I see that my bananas are sitting and not being sold and I'm losing money because they're going bad in this Mm -hmm. Y and Z. If I'm sitting there as a business owner, I'm thinking, why would I keep buying the bananas? Why don't I keep a lower inventory of bananas? Why don't Mm -hmm. I take more of the money I was buying the bananas with and buy more apples? That way I not only boost my sales with selling more apples, now I'm losing less Limited money. My cost. It, exactly, because I'm it, bananas are not as much in demand. And it's the same thing with us as business owners that a CRM can really help us with, which is say I've got these uh, this cold calling campaign and I've got these two different mailing campaigns. I'm mailing the zip code in 93702, but I'm also mailing 93706. Mm-hmm. And I've got X amount of leads coming in from 93702, X amount of leads coming in from 93706. And what a CRM can help us understand and divulge is how much money each of those marketing methods is creating, how many leads we're getting from each one, how many closed deals we're having, and how much revenue, how much profit is coming from each of those streams. So if we see, shoot, I haven't had a lead or closed a deal from 93706 in a year but I've closed three deals from the 93702 list in the same amount of time. Why don't I reel back my 93706 list a little bit and dump some more money into mailing more people in 93702? Yeah. Right? That's exactly right. You're looking at return on ad spend, which I think we were hearing what the goal should be is, you know, industry standard would be like three to one. So if you spend a dollar, you should be bringing back $3 for every dollar spent. Well, the only way you can do that is be managing and the only way you manage is having something track. Yeah. And I know um, it's kind of funny because an, an actual example of us is our Google Sheet sales board, mm-hmm. right? Where we built out a Google Sheet that shows us deals closed. We're manually moving something from active to escrow open to closed. We're manually typing in our commission and the sales price, and we're doing all this manually and typing in formulas to calculate how much you know profit and revenue and this, that, and the other. What's great about Pipedrive and other CRMs out there is that you can plug all those in and it'll automatically track it for you. Click and drag a deal. This escrow closed. Boom. Our CRM knows that that was at 2.5% commission with X, Y, and Z. The sales price was this. Here was our Mm -hmm. net commission after paying out X, Y, and Z. And boom, all that's tracked on a graph or a bar chart or whatever whatever the heck it is. And we can see it in a glimpse without having to do or type any formulas or move anything manually, which is crazy important because as business owners, those are the figures (laughs) we want to see that are the most important to us. Well, and also it... If you have your CRM well audited and always cleaned up, what ends up happening is it can project what your income looks like in the following months. It can project a whole bunch of stuff, right? And so, you know, we don't have a W-2 or like a, like a payment coming in every two weeks or every month. Like we don't make any guaranteed money, but we have guaranteed expenses. And so for us, it allows us to understand, okay, this upcoming month, this is how much I'm making and this is how much is going out. How much more do I need to make? 
you also understand like, okay, this month looks like it's going to be slower because the front month right before it was huge, meaning we closed a lot of deals that month. Well, maybe we need to start focusing now on finding more deals because otherwise we're going to get stuck in the closing out deals stage and we're not going to make a lot of money, you know, and if that falls on November, well, you're going to have kind of crappy Christmas unless you saved. Right. Yeah. And so like all those things are important. And then like we even have down here, like contacts and leads, uh, appointments and calls. These are all important metrics to know because then you can reverse engineer. How much do I want to make? How many people do I need to talk to? So if you're a really, really good closer and you close, you know, 50 plus percent of what you go on appointments for and you need, you know, eight people to talk to to get on one appointment, but then you need to talk to 80 people to talk to eight. Now, you know, every day, if I want to get a deal closed, I need to make 160 phone calls and that 160 phone calls. And that would be like an ungodly close rate. Yeah. You know, so now you understand like why people are making 500 calls a day. Yeah. Because it's the only way that they're getting to the volume that they want to be at. Or you're paying other people to make those calls per day. Right. Exactly. If you get to the point where you're going on enough appointments, you can't call that many people. Or if you're really, really good at closing, your best job is not making the initial contact. There are people who need jobs who would be very good at that. And a CRM will help guide you in making those decisions. Because I'll tell you what, like everybody's born different. There's going to be people in our industry who do not do well closing. They might not be a closer and they know who they need to hire now. Yep. Because if you're sitting there and you're looking at your close rate is only, you know, 14% and you've been doing this for a few years, maybe you're not a closer. If you're in the business still, it's because you're good at something. So now you know, okay, I need a, you know, deal closer. And now you go find somebody like Jason Pritchard or Stratton or whoever, who's very, very good at talking. And you say, if I could bring us X amount of leads or prospects that are warm and that just need somebody to come in and close it, can we work out a way to make that happen? And guess what? Those guys don't work off of uh, payroll. They work off commission because they're that good. So then it's like you have no upfront cost. You're splitting your deals. But now you can go funnel more people. So the CRM is like, the, like I said, it's like the backbone of keeping track of your business and making business decisions. Uh, or alternatively, it's the best way to increase your business. Yeah. And... One thing that you talked about that I just want to reiterate and make sure people heard and understand, which was drilled, it, that example you bought up, brought up was drilled into us when we were on the Clayson Group by Jason and by Benny, which was you need to understand your numbers. If you want to go and close a deal and work backwards, backwards from there, I need to go on five appointments to close one deal. In order to set five appointments... I need to call X amount of 40 people, people, 40 people and understanding those metrics makes it so much, it not only like mentally, at least for me in a headspace, if I need to know that on average, I need to call 40 people to set five appointments to close one deal. That makes it a lot easier than if, if, if I'm just sitting here mindlessly calling, not knowing how many people I need to call to go here or I'm getting down on myself that I've already called X amount of people and haven't had any great conversations. If I know my numbers and my CRM helps me track those numbers that I've got this here in this blueprint to follow, it makes it a lot easier to knock that stuff out. Yeah. You know, the last thing too is when it comes to the CRM, everybody talks about scaling and scaling is a really, really big thing right now. Everybody's talking about it. And we obviously want to scale ourselves, 
but our goal isn't to be doing you know 400 units a year like we don't have that goal as our specific idea we want to make enough money that we can sustain our lifestyle that's kind of what we've talked about but in order for us to do that we need to scale our volume to increase our income and what the crm has been really good for is we're locking in all the systems in order to make financially wise decisions limit our expenses and track how close are we to our goal that's been really a big thing for us. Yeah. And obviously the automations and the integrations being a huge part of this scaling because you get to a point where if you don't have the right automations and integrations in place, it's going to be overwhelming, not only for you, but for your system or CRM. I mean, if you've got, for example, 500 leads coming in a week, you need a system that's going to be able to handle that volume and Mm -hmm. handle that scaling of your business as Mm -hmm. that grows and having the right CRM for you and your business is going to be key for your success. That if not one of the biggest keys to your success or downfall is going to be which CRM you choose, how good it implements to your business model. So choosing the right CRM, but even after choosing the right CRM, it would be, utilizing it correctly because you could have the best crm for your business but if you're not utilizing it correctly uh, it's not going to do anything for you yeah the probably the biggest takeaway um outside of get a crm is get the crm that you're going to use yeah we have (laughs) at this point now we're paying for two crms because we did not use command Mm -hmm. as great of a tool as it might be for certain people it wasn't for us so we made the decision it's better to pay the extra six hundred dollars a year uh, to have a new CRM than to use the one that we aren't finding success with. Yeah. That's about it for today. Yeah. Um, if you guys have any questions about CRMs, give us a call. We've done some research on it. We've had some outside help get us set up. Uh, we've made two moves, two moves. <laughs> not in only three have years. we moved CRMs once, but we've moved them twice in three years. So hopefully uh, not anytime soon that's exactly it we're gonna be coming out with more podcasts in 22 we did our goal planning we're gonna have a goal planning episode coming out before 22 hits mm-hmm. we're gonna go and reverse backwards exactly what we just talked about about from income all the way back to how many leads and how many deals we need to have so if you guys are interested in that that should be coming out right about right before christmas um we have a couple other great opportunities coming up if you guys know anybody wanting to be on the podcast or who has something to share give us a call. We definitely want to have more people on and uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks guys.